Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. going on it's kevin Deers here on metal shops backstage pass wanted to thank you so much for checking out the podcast and uh, hopefully metal shop will be back in studio to share new music with you uh and i will let you know you'll be the first to know when metal shop is back uh for for good in studio and whatnot for live episodes but in the meantime thanks for uh staying with me and uh listening to all these interviews and supporting the show uh in any form that it can be uh you know whether it be podcast or live or whatever anyways i hope you had a great thanksgiving and and if you uh if you celebrate thanksgiving i hope you had a good time i hope you had a great black friday and got plenty of gifts uh, spent time with family and whatnot. As we go into the holiday season, I got a bunch of interviews to, to share with you, including Ophidian and I, Ghost Bath, Full of Hell, Braun Daler from Mastodon, got Bork Nagar, Aeon, bunch more. Today, I'm actually going to be featuring an interview that I did back in July. And uh, I forgot I didn't even put it on the podcast. I, I filmed this. I put it up on my YouTube channel, which, which is called Everflowing Stream. Check it out if you can. And uh, realized I didn't ever even put it up on the podcast feed for audio. So I wanted you to check it out. So just keep in mind if you're listening and you're like, what the hell are they talking about? They're like all the way back in July. This was right as shows were about to open up and uh, things were starting to get a little wacky. So this is a band called Dead Heat. They were about to play their record release show down in Southern California. They're a Nardcore thrash crossover band. They have a brand new record called World at War and it's not really brand new now, but it is 2021 and one of my favorite albums of the year. But uh, keep in mind when you're listening, uh, this is a few months old. Either way, it's a it's a great chat with a killer band called Dead Heat. Check out World at War if you have not. 
Without any further ado, here's Dead Heat on Metal Shop Backstage Pass. Right now, I'm talking with a band called Dead Heat. Uh, they just put out World at War, and I was just talking with vocalist Chris before this. I'm the first one to get this CD, actual CD, so you guys didn't even get it yet. So, uh, yep, yeah, I can't really focus. So, anyways, see the, the CD. Back. <laughs> Badass. Uh, it's called World at War, brand new full length record on Triple B Records. Uh, it's thrash, it's hardcore, it's punk, it's metal, it's all those things. It's crossover, it's nardcore, uh, I believe, is, is what you might uh, label it either way. Uh, like I said, Dead Heat's the name of the band. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Absolutely, guys. Uh, so, why don't we jump in by. Uh, What's your name and what do you do in Dead Heat? You go first, Chris. All right. Well, I'm Chris. I sing in the band. Pretty much it. I'm Justin. I play rhythm guitar. Yogi, drums. And I'm Vince. I play bass. Right on. Uh, so are you guys all four members? Is there anyone we're missing or is, is this the band? Uh, we're missing our guitarist, Anthony. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Anthony. Shout out to Anthony. She. Yeah. So uh, I want to ask you guys, um, what's the reaction been like for the album so far? Because it sounds like sounds like it's been a pretty awesome reaction from from what I've seen. Just people chatting about it and a couple reviews. I mean, yeah, so far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> no, no bad remarks. Yeah. Been all good responses. More reviews from this album than last album. So. It's, it's, it's got to be kind of weird because uh, like shows are just about to open up and shows are just about to start you guys are about to play your record release show it's got to be kind of weird to put a record out kind of out into the ether and not get that immediate reaction like in the normal times you'd probably play a record release show like on the day of release or something right yeah yeah pretty um, much i think we kind of booked our record release not knowing what the future was going to be so mm -hmm. It kind of like fell into place like correctly. So now everything's like pretty much open again. So, yep. Yeah. We had high hopes of just putting it right, like <laughs> putting our record release right out. And we're like, oh, hopefully everything's good by then. Yep. Like, hopefully this is all said and done and then perfect timing. I mean, it's a perfect soundtrack for like the reopening of the world too, because it's like thrashy. It's good summer music, man. Like, this is the kind of music that is going to be like really fun to see live um kids can go in circle pit and have a good time and it's like perfect summer soundtrack the start of the summer uh you guys are in california is the state like the state no more mask mandates right the state's like wide open right now right yeah yeah it's like no one gives a except for like grocery <laughs> stores and like public transit yeah yeah, yeah. well even then yeah. Uh, Still wear masks. i saw some people not wearing masks oh yeah it's yeah. just for like employees type thing yeah but there's still a lot of people just still wearing their masks it's like, yeah i wear mine yeah. Well, uh, how many of you guys were at the uh, wild ass uh, like nomads and uh, dead city show a few weeks back? That looked insane. Yeah, I think pretty much all of us, besides Vince, because he was working, yeah. we all went. So it was pretty nuts. That, that tell me a little bit about that. Like, was it exactly like what I see? Like, just basically like Mad Max style? Yeah, it was yeah. chaos. <laughs> <laughs> everything you would see on video it looked like in life like yeah. you would think of it when we got there you just fill with balloons everywhere people just doing whatever fireworks fires, fireworks i think that show kind of set off like everyone 
doing shows out here for sure though like yeah. people weren't scared to do it so it wasn't like we, we saw that and we did ours like we had ours planned out but like yeah. now all the punk like more punk people and like hardcore and like metal they're just in california just like we're just gonna do it now in public and like post about it and stuff exactly so uh yeah tell me a little bit about the record release show um this will probably come out right before it so um when is it and uh what's the deal with it Yo, Chris. july 3rd in ventura california at the tavern um we got dead heat stalag 13 uh regulate the fight rod of correction risk and railer that's the lineup and uh it's going to be a fun day. It's the day before 4th of July, you know it's going to pop off. Yeah. So That'll be the day we put the vaccine to the test. There, I, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, uh, you've got the Oxnard flag, uh, sorry, the Nardcore flag behind you. And, and you corrected me. I said it looked like some kind of straight edge flag. You said, nah, man, it's the Nardcore <laughs> flag. So, school me a little bit because I know a, a few a few bands. Like, I know Verbal Abuse, I think. Or no, uh, sorry, uh, maybe not. Not verbal abuse. In control. I know no in controls of uh, uh, Stalag thirteen. In control. I know a couple Nardcore bands, but I'm not from Oxnard. Why don't you school me a little bit about what is Nardcore, man? Well, Nardcore is Oxnard Hardcore. Yeah. Hence the name. Yeah. But it's also just uh, its own genre. Basically, we have a bunch of like bands in Oxnard Ventura scene. That's just they're not exactly all the same kind of type of band. We're not hardcore at all, but we're like, but every band is part of the nardcore scene. So we oh, all awesome. kind of had like that same thing. Like there's a bunch of punks bands, there's a bunch of like metal bands, there's a bunch of random there's hardcore bands like us that are in it, but it's it's a scene nonetheless, but that's more connected by our location. All right. So I, in my mind, I was thinking it, it like describes the sound, but in, in what you're saying is it doesn't really even just encompass one sound. It's just the scene. Yeah, exactly. Cool. There's so many different bands that it's hard to just be like, there's, oh, this is the one sound. But I mean, we I, like, I guess Nardcore does kind of have a sound. It's more like, uh, it's more of like the early bands though that made the sound, I guess, I feel like. Like Star, right. like Dr. No, like those kind of bands, like, but. All right, guys. Well, then that's going to lead me to this question. What is your favorite Nardcore band of all time? And you guys can all answer. Vince. You want me out? Go. Yeah, go. Uh, for me, it's In Control. It's like, you know, my yeah. intro into what is modern hardcore to me. Like all the Nardcore bands from the 80s, you know, very, they're punk bands. They have like, you know, very surf leaning almost because they're all like beach kids. Like, yeah. Beach. But then In Control, you know, Another year came out in 2001 and I was in junior high when I heard them and like, I'd never heard like a breakdown in a song before. Yeah. You know, and I just couldn't believe it because I like my idea of punk was, you know, like it repute, which is, you know, like a fast punk band, stuff like that, you know, like, and like, that's what I was thinking about when I said verbal abuse, I was thinking it repute. I was thinking, uh, yeah, I was really correct. I was like, Oh, their logos kind of look similar. It might, yeah. Might be, it repute. Yeah, yeah. And there was, there was also just like a guy, a black and white drawing guy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um yeah like all the tony hawk pro scare stuff and then like i'd never heard like an aggressive hardcore song so i heard other people uh, in control and so to this day you know they're my favorite narco band and i feel like a lot of people that got into hardcore in oxnard around my age probably had the same exact answer 
Nice. Can you, can you okay. attest to that? I would. Yeah. Because that, that's, yeah. that's my number one, too, as well. I mean, if I wanted to go for, like, Nardcore originals or, like, earlier bands, I'd say, like, Aggression or something, because it's, like, the first. And that, that uh, that's, like, the one band I knew when I was, like, 13, 14 for no reason. Like, just people, like, started putting that out. Are you a Nardcore scholar? Scholar? <laughs> Nard scholar. Nard scholar. A Nardcore. I don't have my degree. I don't I don't know. Do you know the timeline? Do you have like a a proper timeline behind you? No? Okay. Uh I get too high to know that. Yeah, like like 79 to like 83 or 84 is probably like the start of it. Okay. Like all like the like so there's this neighborhood in Oxnard called Silver Strand. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a like a mid uh what's the or like mid to level to affluent neighborhood you know it's like a, a beach community mm-hmm. and a lot of bands came from there they're all just kind of like surfers and skaters and playing aggressive punk music going to like the clubs in la you know seeing like all the classic bands seeing like black flag and then them taking their own thing home to oxnard which is you know 60 miles west of la you know so like they didn't want they wanted their own identity not be an la punk band so they became oxnard and hardcore bands and you know that like time frame of, like early eighties really like shaped what, what uh what they're doing. Like every like classic narco band was kind of like a their own version of another American hardcore band. Like, okay. There was a uh, like Stalag Thirteen who was doing a very DC sound. Uh-huh. Like it was like, hey, like let's do Minor Threat, and then it sounded like Minor Threat from Oxnard. <laughs> you know, and then there was yeah. who was like, okay, we like Discharge. Let's make a Discharge type band. And it's so weird, you know, seeing like the parallels between what narco was doing in the 80s and how they have their counterparts in the u.s you know mm-hmm. it's like it's like your own territory uh so there was that that studio uh mystic records uh studio or mystic studio right do you guys ever think about going to record at mystic i don't think it exists anymore oh okay uh, never mind so i don't know if you're familiar with uh zach to make sure he does a podcast called 185 miles south i've listened to it a couple times yeah but he interviewed this dude who his name's Philco and he uh I forget his real name, Phil, but he's credited all those classic records as Philco. He was an engineer. Okay. Like and I don't remember what happened in that podcast. I listened to it once, but he tells like a detailed story about their partnership and what what Mystic Studios is now. I mean it'd be cool to record about it, I just don't even know if it exists anymore. Fair enough. Well, after you're done listening to this, go back and listen to that. Shout out to 180. What was it? 185 miles south. south? Okay, I was going to say north. Totally botched that one. So anyway, uh, so let's get a little bit of a, a backstory about the band. So you guys, um, this isn't your first record. Uh, I believe it's your first on Triple B. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, so tell me a little bit about backstory about the band, just to fill in the listeners who who might uh, you know just be putting dead heat on their radar. So. I'm gonna take it. Um, so me and Anthony, the other guitarist, we like he hit me up randomly. Like we, I, I already knew Chris from shows. Mm-hmm. Our old bassist Brando from shows and Anthony from shows. And then me and Anthony would always talk online about like music. And then he randomly hit me up and just like, "Hey, you down do like a crossover band like Leeway and Chromag with mm-hmm. like Bay Area thrash like Violence and Exodus." I was like, "Yeah." So like I rolled up, I drove to 805, and then. That was my first time driving up besides like Sound and Fury Fest. So like we met up, we jammed out a song. And then I kind of like didn't 
go full on with the project. I was like doing another band before this. So Anthony got the lineup and he hit up Chris, the original drummer, and then our bassist Brando. Mm-hmm. And then he hit me up like two or he hit me up every day, but then like the second month I came to practice and then they had like the whole demo in. And then from there on out, I was just us just writing and writing and writing. So and when was that? I think like 2017, huh? 2017? Okay. It was me and Anthony's first beat up and we wrote the first song, Daddy, that's on the demo. Nice. So this record, uh, it's uh, a new release, and I'm assuming you guys probably worked on this during the pandemic. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit about the process of like working on a record during this time when the world is kind of up and strange and like, you know, there's, it's probably uh, an odd process. Has that had, did that change your guys's um, recording at all or not really? Uh, so like when we first wrote the record, it was before like the pandemic started. So like, mm-hmm. uh, like I think it was our old drummer Vince because he recently joined the band because our old bassist went to college, and then like everyone else besides me, they wrote like the first two songs, which is uh subterfuge and two cents and then after they were finished writing those two songs the pandemic hit so we kind of like for four months we didn't see each other i saw yogi because like me and him always hang out and Mm -hmm. like joined the band after um during the pandemic and then we kind of like me and him jammed a bit and then after we jam at home and like write songs and then finally when we felt comfortable enough i think like four months into the pandemic we're all like jamming in the 805 and like wearing masks and just finish the record so and uh who'd you record the record with uh taylor young at the pit studios awesome uh what's the process like with taylor young because he is uh he's got quite the resume these days i mean i'm assuming you guys are friends with him and everything so but uh is is it like a home studio or is it like a what's the whole setup there well he has a home studio, but this time around, like for certain death, we recorded all of it, drums, guitars, vocals, everything at the home studio at the pit. Cool. But this time around, we wanted like a bigger sound. So he rented out another studio mm-hmm. and we recorded drums and like the drums sound insane. And, like, Yogi did his thing. Yeah. And then try. Like, the rest was recorded with him, though. At yeah, the rest, yeah. At his house. Nice. So Yogi, you, you, uh, rec- you're the most recent member uh, joining Dead Heat. Uh, were you familiar with the band? Uh, I'm assuming you were familiar with the band before joining. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Because I was in a band before with Human... Well, still in the band. Human Garbage. Mm-hmm. We used to, we played the first show in Ventura Library. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really pay attention. I didn't, but later on... <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Jaina wasn't there, so I was out with her. Ah. <laughs> I don't know. If it was, but, the, yeah, later on, as it progressed, we started playing a lot of shows with them. And then I was like, oh, okay sick like ain't nothing i didn't know that you know this was doing half of god and all this other stuff and run a month and i was like into those bands because they were like weird to me mm-hmm. but yeah it's been pretty crazy like yeah jayna and me were always, like he said we always hung out he plays in human garbage too and another mm-hmm. band and so he's just like you know what like you, are you down and i was like heck yeah like just tell me, just send me the songs and i'll learn them and that's exactly what happened and perfect timing too you know yeah we finished with two songs and the rest was you know i had a i had my hand in it you know 
Mm-hmm. It's awesome because this is my first like LP with me on it. That's awesome. That I've done, you know, it's only been like tapes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's been sick ever since, you know, and I'm just ready for this show. This first show, I'm yeah, on July third is gonna be the first show with him, like live. Yeah, same here. So it would be me and Yogi's first show. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's your second kind of. Not yeah. as a full. Time. Yeah, you full time. No, but I was a, I wasn't officially a member. Yeah. I was a yeah, you were an official. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm curious about uh, when I listen to Dead Heat, I hear a lot of different stuff. I hear, you know, thrash. I hear some punk stuff, hardcore. It's all over the. It's I mean, it's very crossover. Like you guys were saying, kind of like that leeway influence and stuff. But it's a little suicidal ish. Um, I'm curious, like, what was the the light bulb moment? Was there a was there a band that made you fall in love and make you want to pick up an instrument? And uh, we can start with you, Justin. Uh, well, the first like I guess band that made me want to pick up a guitar was Black Sabbath. Nice. But the band that made you want to get better guitar was probably like this band, Children of Bodom. Oh like, yeah, R.I.P. Like, Alexi. Yeah, R.I.P. For real. And then them, Georgia Bodum and Metallica. Yeah. how fast they played. And then Slayer too, because they played even faster. Yep. And then, like, me progressively getting better guitar, like, when Anthony hit me up to do crossover, I was just like, I'm already playing faster now, so might as well, like, try it out and see if I can actually handle it as a band. So, yeah. Well, we're here, so. <laughs> so you come from the metal world. Pretty much. Like, yeah, pretty much. Like, I got into hardcore because, like, Growing up, that's like when you're young, it's like a scene where like yeah, you feel accepted. But then me as like a musician, like I liked hardcore, but it didn't really challenge me as like a guitarist. Mm-hmm. So that's all I like, kind of like gravitated towards that. So well, uh before we jump to Yogi, uh what are your top three metal guitarists of all time as far as influence? Uh Tony Iomi, Phil Demo, and Jeff Adam. Nice, dude. Well, did you see Violence is doing that reunion tour? Yeah, I actually saw them when they played in 2019. They played at the region in LA. It was killer. One enemy opened, and then uh, Excel, and then Violence played. It was like their first show back in cool. LA in years, and then Sacred Rite came on. So, oh, that's a that's an old school sounding show. That's badass. Sick. Right on. Yogi, what about you, man? What 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 was a band that made you want to start playing music? Metallica, like nice that was the first band that ever hit like hit my ears. <laughs> yeah, little baby, straight out as a baby. I'm not even gonna lie, it's a baby. Yeah, I remember it. But and then it progressed through that. Like through that, I got into punk. Like I never, I didn't even go into the metal world. Straight went the opposite, which was because they were covering like anti Nora League. Mm-hmm. Misfits, Ramon. So I was like, oh, I like that. And then I, you know, one day I just read the back of the CD and it said, oh, cover this band, this band. So I started looking up the band. Okay. But then, like, yeah, I started playing drums for a long, like, yeah, because of Metallica. And then I just, my style, the style that I went for was more like RKL because it was like fast. It was yeah. like crazy. It was like what I was able to play because from, you know, the street punk that I was growing up with, it wasn't, it wasn't that good, you know, to the point where people were telling me like, oh, I don't want you in my band because you're playing too good. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, I guess I, I like he said, I got to challenge myself. 
didn't know what it was yeah. you know, for a long time until straight up dead he like this band challenged me as a drummer because now it's like what i wanted to play but couldn't play mm-hmm. and it's like now i gotta put it into work to action so yeah metallica rkl and ramones misfits those bands are the bands that got me to play music well yogi i gotta ask you who's a better drummer little baby yogi or lars ulrich no <laughs> oh, baby it was, it was me and then him but you know okay okay cool. favorite, favorite drummer. yeah Hey man, um, he's, got... says he's whack. I know he's whack. You don't gotta tell me. I know he's whack. Dude. He's my favorite because he's come on. Who's the so richest, who's the richest drummer right now? I think is that fool. Well, I mean, he doesn't have to be, hey, you know. He's he's done so well with you know what he's done, and like I can't, I mean, I'm not a musician myself, so I can't talk. I was kind of just, you know. Just a rib, you know. But, anyways, uh obviously big big influence for you. And how about you, man? Um, you know, you asking this and made me like kind of like think. I never thought about my origin story like that before. <laughs> and like, I'm like, what do you want to start playing music? Or when did I start? And I think about it more. I think it was like probably seeing like Blink 182 music videos on MTV, honestly. And then when, <laughs> when I started learning how to play guitar and learn how to read tabs, like I was just looking up Metallica tabs. So I think like, I feel like a lot of people who play guitar end up trying to learn how to play Metallica songs like oh yeah I learned how to play one you know all the way through from guitar yeah. tabs and I was like the first like hard song I learned how to play and like ever since then I just you know hit my ceiling at 14 never got any better but, <laughs> but <laughs> I learned how to play one but yeah well, well okay but before we go to Chris uh what's if you guys had to were forced to cover from start to end, one full Metallica song, solos included. What song would Dead Heat cover? Crazy question. Uh, Blackened. Something off Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fuel. Fuel, yeah. off Load for sure. Yeah, for <laughs> no, Reload. No, that's a crazy dude. question because yeah. that would be fun. Probably Blackened because that's just like a banger. So Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris, what about you, man? Let's see what was a uh what's a, what what was a a band or an artist that made you wanna you know uh play in a band misfits yeah when i was young uh i remember always like i never even knew like i was singing misfits lyrics but that's because my sisters and my brother were always like had it on stuff and i was just, like like uh i was always reciting like lyrics the wrong lyrics may as you <laughs> but like i was just like I basically Danzig and Misfits were my my first intro into oh I want to do that that's cool like I, like I wanted to play a guitar because I saw it uh was it John John Christ mm-hmm. yeah that that's like the image of like I wanted to play a guitar with long hair and I was like oh, yeah you look like Danzig right now <laughs> <laughs> okay well okay well who would win in a fight Michael Graves or Glenn Danzig Zoli. Well, Michael Graves would lose. No, Michael Graves, he's like Q-Nam. You know, he's he's on <laughs> He's like roided out in Q-Nam. Yeah, never mind. He's like a UFC <laughs> fighter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd have to give it to him right now. Michael yeah, Graves? Probably. Means Danzig's done. <laughs> Danzig can't fight. Well, I mean, we saw what happened with him with Northside Kings, so. <laughs> that, that was even a while ago, too. Imagine now. He's like diminished, like, at least twice. Yeah. yeah he's immortal, though. 
Uh, he's mortal, but he still doesn't mean it's like, no, nah, he can still get hurt. <laughs> me and Chris, me and Chris played in a band together uh, a long time ago, mm-hmm. and we covered a Misfits song. <laughs> <laughs> we did uh, "Where Eagles Dare," and like, if you're familiar with Misfits songs, it's like basically the same chords throughout the whole song. Mm-hmm. You don't know where you're at unless you know the lyrics, mm-hmm. or else you kind of just get lost. And it was a mess. <laughs> it was the, the it was the worst thing. cover we've ever done. Yeah, we were just looking at each other. Saying, okay, could, it wasn't our fault. It wasn't our fault. It was our other guitarist. He just he didn't even know the song. He came in. And he's like, "All right, I, I think we, we could do this." And we just started playing, and it was just totally off. That's yeah, it was so bad. And we we just like <laughs> we we got to like the second chorus, and we were like, "Where the f- we just like just stopped." <laughs> but you're one of the easiest songs we could ever play. Yeah. What band was that? It's called Crucial. Crucial. All right. Hardcore as well. Hardcore. Very crucial. I played bass in that and I played guitar. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk a little bit about the artwork. This is badass. We got a uh, dude with a machine gun with the, the dead heat. I'm going to assume he's kind of like the, uh, kind of like your guy. He's like the Eddie for yeah. dead heat. Uh, he's your mascot. And you got some uh, dudes with uh, swords through their heads. You got a guy getting his head exploderated. Uh, you got some chain link or no, some barbed wire fence. You got a, a robot exploding. Um, you got another robot exploding. Uh, yeah, so this is pretty awesome. It looks kind of like Terminator-esque. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the uh, the artist? Who'd you guys go to for this? There uh, you go. You go, Chris. Oh, uh, his name's Hayden Hall. Also known as uh, Six Slice on Instagram. Okay. He does a bunch of uh, movie posters and like older like redone like uh like horror movies i guess okay and he 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 does a great collection of different things he killed it yeah he killed it with this one we just saw his like the way he he does his art and we're just like that's perfect like like megadeth looking esque. yep kind of megadeth that's a good good way to put it yeah absolutely um so did you guys give him like a rough kind of idea of what you wanted or did you just like tell him every single detail or did, and, and, you know, how do you even, you know, describe something as crazy as this? Well, uh, like Anthony, we're, when we're trying to find artists. Anthony found six slides because he already followed him or Hayden and he sent it to us and we hit him up, but we had like an idea for like the art because we wanted the album to be a gatefold because none of us had a gatefold album. Yeah. Cool. So, we wanted the art to be like cohesive. Mm-hmm. That was like the first idea. And the second one was like, it's world, the album's called World of War. So we want like the battlefield. So there's that Anthony, me and Anthony like that band, or all of us do like that band, Blaz Rocket. And like one of the records has like this GI Joe guy with a big ass machine gun. Nice. And like Roy Vod too, like the first three albums are like warish. Yep. So we sent all that to him. Like, yo, can you do something like this and just put the, our mascot in the middle of it? And just make it like a big battlefield. He's like, I got you. And then in like two months, we just finished it and yeah. nailed it. So, like the first draft we got back, we're like, yeah, just do that. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dope. Scary. Right on. Uh, okay. So, uh, you can pick this album up. Uh, I, is it sold out? I'm assuming it's probably almost near. Uh, Purple on Triple B is almost sold out. All the other variants are. I think there's still some on uh, Revelation and there's still some on Edgewood Records. Cool. 
Well, if you're in the California area, uh, well, California's huge. If you're in the uh, Oxnard area, uh, you can go to the record release show or you can order it online. Um, it seems like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like there is a crazy amount of energy going on in California hardcore right now, whether it's in the Bay Area with bands like Tsunami and Gulch and, and Drain, or it's in the Southern California band with like Zabalba uh, um, and Section Hate and Dead Heat and you know all kinds of stuff. Um, it, am I right in just saying like, it just seems like California hardcore is just coming out of the pandemic with a lot of energy going on right now. We popping. Yeah, very popular. I mean, it went out into the pandemic with energy with that uh what do you call it? Drain record release show. Like that was mm-hmm. one of the coolest shows I've ever been to. And then like a week after that it was like, yeah, California's are you know, the we're world. shutting down, we're shutting the down. World. Yep. And yep. that was like a crazy cliffhanger show to like end on, you know? Mm-hmm. It, that was one of the coolest shows I've been to in like the last, you know, five, six years. Yeah. Straight up. Oh, and God's hate killer album they put out uh, during the pandemic there's been a lot of really awesome uh california hardcore bands releasing albums during this pandemic i feel like it's not fair they all deserve to have record release shows like we need to have a zabalba record release show because they put a record out in the middle of the pandemic we need to have uh, a gulch record release show like re-release you know it's like it's not fair well actually uh this weekend or this saturday all those Bay bands are doing like a big giant record release show. Oh, well, never mind. And then Zabalba the next day it's doing theirs. So it's like, everyone's doing catch up right now. So yep. Yep. We kind of dropped ours at the right time. Exactly. Like a month or in a couple of weeks, two weeks. Mm-hmm. There's, and then who knows? And like all these other bands are dropping records and just, Everything, everything's everything's coming back to normal again, basically. So. And there's going to have so much energy, man. There's just going to have this like, because we, I mean, I I grew up going to shows all the time, and and I, I can't lie, like, I probably got kind of jaded toward the end there, you know, just kind of taking it for granted, and a year and, and a few months of not having it really makes you realize how much you love the thing, and then coming back to it, there's just going to have so much vital energy. It's going to be, it's going to be a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be crazy, for sure. Yeah. So, Everybody has so much pent-up energy that it's just like, oh, yeah. It's going to be like, pop on one out of another and like we were saying test the vaccines so um i'm not gonna keep you guys all night uh but i do have one final question that we ask every band here uh, that i talk to if you can chris let's start with you pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got it or show it to us if you can and we'll go through all the members hold on hold on hold on okay come back to me real quick all right, Justin. <laughs> well, I have a scar on my head. Obviously, you can't see, but I was like five, and I lived in a condo. Mm-hmm. I was sliding down the stairs on like a little lid. I was going super fast. I hit my head on the railing. I was like, "Ah, it hurts!" And my mom was like, "What the?" She started crying. I was like, a big ass gash in my head. So. Damn. Yeah. Well, now you got the Hesher hair to cover it, so. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so lucky, man. I would have a gnarly. Nah, I look lucky. Good. I don't have no scars over there. So, <laughs> Yogi. Yogi, what about you, man? I have a mini Harry Potter scar. Really? <laughs> I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> oh yeah, like yep. somewhere right there. It's like it's literally a little thunderbolt. But <laughs> I was running. I was a little kid too. Micro. I had just 
ran over a turtle. <laughs> what? <laughs> on a bike? I ran over a turtle with a, with a bicycle I was on. And then I, <laughs> I got sad. And then I ran away. I was running. I just ran. And then I, I, <laughs> I ran into a boat that was parked in the driveway. So it's like, and they left a little scar there. <laughs> Oh, it was, it was a, it was a bad time in my life. As a kid. <laughs> um, you ran over a turtle on a bike, and then you ran into a boat. That needs a trigger warning. <laughs> it was like this big, like it was tiny. But they left, they let it like because I had a bunch of friends that they were, they had a turtle, and they let it play. I ran. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you earned right. that scar all right for me there's a scar kind of by my eye that you can't really see it's like um, i'm not gonna show you but it's it's uh <laughs> me and my brother when we were kids uh mm-hmm. we had like cap guns from like the ice cream man you know those okay ones little, six things that you would do yeah and uh we were fighting for whatever reason my brother just slapped me real hard with a gun like pistol with me with oh the my gun. and like opened up like this wound on the side of my eye and there's a scar there now that's like Mostly not there anymore. It's to kind of get indent, but that's a my most interesting scar. Nothing like a running into a boat after running over a turtle or anything like that. But you got pistol whipped with a cap gun, dude. Yeah, like you know, like little kids. Fine. My little brother is two years younger than me. I was maybe seven. He was five, and we're just you know, like, oh, I don't know, doing little like brother things, and he yeah. just like hit me with it, and then, like I bust my face open. Damn, brutal. That's the only time I've been pistol whipped yeah. in my life. Luckily. Luckily. For now. Yeah, for now. <laughs> Chris, what about you, man? I, I just remembered I have a, a scar on my chin. It's like okay. from here to here. But I got it when I was like eight. And uh, I was on a a, te- what is it, a seesaw, teeter-totter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was with my, my sister's ex-boyfriend. He was like a big guy. He was like like 23 at the time. Like sure. looked like a stocky bo- football player. So he gets – like I'm sitting on the thing. And he gets on the thing and sits down. I fly up off the thing, come back down, <laughs> hit, hit my chin on the on the seat, yeah. and then like I just like get up. Nobody notices that I'm bleeding until we get in the car, and then I have blood all over my shirt. Damn. And then I get home, my mom starts screaming at my sister <laughs> about that whole thing. And like I remember going to the hospital, they had to do like three stitches or something. <laughs> that was an uneven teeter totter, dude. It, definitely, I reopened it up though, trying to stage dive one time during ceremony. Oh my god. And I just hit the edge of the stage and flew forward and bleeding everywhere. All right. That's the mission for the Dead Heat release show. Let's see if we can open it up again, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe not. Maybe not. I can't bring that on you, man. I can't bring that curse on you. Yeah, I'm going to get pistol whipped at the show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Hope we don't run over any turtles at the show, dude. <laughs> you know what it was? I just saw it and then I was like, it cracked. It's just like an egg. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> You're murdered. No turtles were hurt in the making of this video. Hey, we're vegans, we're sorry. <laughs> so again, Dead Heat's the name of the band. You can pick up World at War. I already did. It's badass. Played in my car. Uh, one of my favorite records of 2021 so far. That's weird to say. 2021. Already seven months, in, six, yeah, six months into the year. Halfway in. Uh, so any final words for, uh, for the you know, Northwest Seattle audience or anyone who's watching this anywhere in the world? Uh, try and come up soon i guess other than that 
stay high, you know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't hurt turtles. Don't hurt don't turtles. Hurt. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 